What's up, y'all? Respected Chat Podcast, back in the building. It's officially official. We're back at it. Couldn't be more than happy to be back at it. Rich is here. What's up, everyone? Frankie's here. Hey, what's going on? Yo, I, I just had that turkey BLT. That was very good. I haven't had a turkey BLT in a long time. I go regular BLT. All the no. time? No. Yeah. What? I don't mess with turkey. Tonight you went BLT? Yeah. Wow. That explains you know what I all go, that though? leftover turkey. I go bacon, right? lettuce, bacon, Whoa. lettuce, Whoa. mayo. So no tomato. So you go heart attack, health, <laughs> heart attack healthy. If the gotcha. tomatoes are super fresh, I'll throw them on there, but I'm real picky with my tomatoes. What? Oh, was that not a super <laughs> fresh tomato you had that was, a, was supplied tonight? You cut it too thick was yeah, my, I know. my problem. Yeah, the, you know why? Let me tell you something about a tomato. It can only be sliced perfectly by a slicer. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you got 100%. a knife that's terribly sliced. I cut my hand on one of those tomato slicers one time. That'll mess your whole day up. Oh, you're talking about the one. Poof, poof. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that one's crazy. It's I don't like mess eight with that. Blades in that yeah, thing. I used to just when I, back in the day when we had the deli, I just threw two. I used to throw two on, sometimes three if I tried to get them oh, done quickly. Oh, on a cold cut slicer. Oh yeah. Ah. Dial that thing in. <laughs> done, done, done. All right, I'm feeling done, it. Done, but. Episode 26 of the podcast, the Saquon Barkley episode. Let's go Saquon Barkley. Couldn't be – there's two guys who I love in the NFL, and they t- happen to be on the team that I don't like, not hate, don't like, and it's Barkley and Odell Beckham. It's tough. Is there any guys that are on teams that you don't like, like that your team that plays in the same division as your team, that you're like, man, I wish that guy was not on that team. He doesn't necessarily have to be on the team you root for, which would be great. I got three right off the top. Oh, yeah, oh, I who, think. But, but, he has, but you just wish he was not on that team. Frank, who is that? Drew Brees. Okay. Christian McCaffrey. Okay. And Kinkley. Dang, yeah. What about Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara? Who you got? Yeah, who, I mean, I, I, I like that they, like how they play, you know, but, but those other guys, like I love them. Like if they were on my team, I'd have the jersey and everything. Oh, you it'd know? be great. It'd be great. Those are like guys who you will go out. I'm the type of guy, before Rich, you make your picks of the people who you would like to, that weren't on the teams you hate. I mean, like I'm the type of guy that I'll wear a jersey for our opposite team, even though I, because I like the player. Are you that type of guy, Rich? Oh, yeah. I have plenty of. Uh, those jersey shirts, right? But that, but that's what fantasy's done to all of us fans. You know, we, we became player fans. Yeah. Rather, I mean, we still have our favorite teams, but you know, you talk to our uncles or you know, you know, you know, the generation before us, they they were more of a team fan, and now we, since fantasy came about, now we just we we fall in love with players rather than the team. Yeah, I guess that is a fantasy thing that made me start. I mean, I always liked, like, Sean Taylor, like all of us, was one of our favorite players of all time. Like, he was the, one of the first guys that was like, why does this guy play for the Redskins? I love this guy, but I'm going to root for him anyway. And But, you know, wholeheartedly love the Cowboys, obviously. But there is just certain guys who I'll get their shirt, man, and I just, I don't care what. And people are like, I thought you were a Cowboys fan. It's like, yeah, I know. I am a Cowboys fan, but I root for this player. Well, my three yeah. favorite teams are only... Only because of players. I fell in right. love with the Falcons because of Michael Vick. I uh-huh. fell in love with the Celtics because of Paul Pierce. Mm-hmm. And I fell in love with the Yankees because of Yogi Berra because I was a catcher growing up and I just used okay. to okay. To see, that's love interesting. all the quotes that, and everything. That's interesting everything that because did. that's um, like something that happens a lot. Like people love a player. 
Right, Rich? That's how you fell in love with the Ravens, right? Yep, Ray Lewis and Ed Reed. Right, and then you became a Ravens fan. See, I just became a Cowboys fan because they were on TV when I was growing up all the time, but um, my cousin's now husband, who was boyfriend, then he rooted for the Cowboys, and I used to hang out with him all the time, so I, I just went for the Cowboys, you know, and and, and I, it just continued on from there. And same with the Nick. I'm just a Nick fan by heart because I grew up in New York, I'm a Ranger fan for the same deal, you know. I'm, I'm, and I, I really root for the Dodgers, and but that's one of them because I'm a Don Mattingly fan, who I love, and I love Joe Torre, one of the guys who I just loved in baseball. Left the Yanks, went over to the Dodgers, and I was like, man, I love the Dodgers now. And I started rooting for them, and then I just continued to still like them. So yeah. they got I, pretty good no, odds to win. This I know. Year. Every year I see them in it, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna get the hat. This, and this I think could people, really be the year. I, I hope so. And I think but I think people are like, yo, this guy don't like the Dodgers. You know, like he's just rocking the hat. But that's like they don't know. I can't explain the you backstory don't think to them. The Brooklyn Dodgers has anything to do with yeah, it? Yeah, I think possibly Since the Brooklyn, Brooklyn Dodgers. I could use that as, a, as an excuse. Just about the best right hat now. of all time. Right, best hat of all time, like we said before, that and the Yankee hat. But who's who, who are some guys, Rich, that you wish weren't on those teams that you hate? Well, there's only, there's only two teams I really hate in the NFL. Uh-huh. The Patriots okay. and the Steelers. All right. Right now, I wish the Patriots didn't have Josh Gordon. Okay. After watching we'll, that we'll game last night. That. Yeah, we'll definitely get to that. Seeing him finally connect with Tom Brady, mm-hmm. you know, finally getting his first catch. Yes, yes. Uh, well, not his first touchdown catch. He had one with Cleveland first week of the season. So Josh Gordon would be one, and then Le'Veon Bell, which hopefully he's out of the Steelers organization yeah. Yeah, at man. the end of this year. And we'll talk about that coming up as well. But like I said, man, we're happy to be back. Funky and fresh out the box. All of us got our respect to chat mugs here, which I couldn't be more grateful for for this nice cup of coffee during this thing right here. I'll tell you why. <laughs> that is right. But tomorrow, we got a heck of a day tomorrow, folks. Here we go. Tomorrow, we got the Oktoberfest at my house. All the cousins, all the friends, and the family and relatives are coming up. We're going to be picking pumpkins, wearing costumes, eating hot dogs, and all types of other stuff going down. <laughs> and then at night, we get the grand finale, the champ champ. The 145 and 155 pound champ, Conor McGregor making his comeback yeah. again, back into the octagon against Khabib Nagamedov, if I even said that correctly, I which think I think I did. Good. That, that was, was pretty good, right? It's like Nagamedov. I speak, I speak Dagestanian on the weekends. <laughs> tell you right now. I'm just going to call him Khabib. But we also have on that, on the under, on the um, prelim. Pettis. Not the, uh, not the prelim. What is that? The uh, uh, What's the one before the? Co-main, co-main event. event. The co-main event is Tony Ferguson and Anthony Pettis. So, first question tonight I have for you guys is: Tell me who you want, who you think is going to win, Ferguson or Pettis. Tell me a little bit why and what round, if you have one, or a draw, whatever it may be. Frank, you go first on this one: Ferguson or Pettis. Out of all the fights on the card, I think this is the biggest lock. Like, if you wanted to bet, I wouldn't bet against Tony Ferguson. However, saying that, I do want Pettis to win. Okay. Um, I think Tony just does everything better. I think he either knocks him out or chokes him out in the second round. Wow. Okay, so you got you got Tony winning in the second round, but you'd like to see Pettis. Yeah, I'll okay. be rooting for Pettis. All right, Rich, what do you got, Ferguson or Pettis? I got to go Showtime Pettis. I'd miss a huge fan of him. Okay. Watching his last fight, you, you kind of saw clips of the old Showtime Pettis. Yes. And I think that's big. I think he's back. I think he got the – the uh, confidence back, and that's what he needs. He, I mean, he was dominant. He was the youngest champ ever in the UFC. Yeah, man. So, you know, he definitely has what it takes. So I, I'm going Shogun. I mean, not Shogun. Showtime Pettis. Right. So uh, I'll, I'll go. 
I, I'm gonna go the distance. I'm gonna say it's gonna be a, deci- a, a decision by Showtime. He's gonna get it done. Okay. Okay. I'm going Showtime. Anthony Pettis round two. I just think he kicks Tony up a wazoo. Kicks him in the head. Kicks him in the chest. Kicks him in the leg. Tony's coming. Tony's coming <laughs> off that in the nose everywhere. Or who knows? Or yep. in the nose. <laughs> Or both. 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 Okay. <laughs> I agree. Um, Tony's coming off that ACL, you know, surgery there. Tony's got a weird game to him, but I think Pettis is locked back in. He's so dynamic. Like you said, Rich, he was the youngest um, UFC champ. And he the only guy I, that I can remember that was on a Wheaties box, man. I mean, he was going to be the superstar. Was he the youngest or was John uh, Bones Jones? Uh, Bones Jones might have been. Right? But he's think, right up there, yeah, Pettis. He's I right up there. That, yeah. I think yeah. Bones Jones was the youngest, but Pettis is right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to go Pettis round two just by either either by KO or just – that's what I think. Round two by KO, he kicks him so much that, that Ferguson can't take it, and then he just smacks him up for the rest of the part. I think there. the thing with show, uh, Showtime, too, is – you don't know what he's going to do. He's right. so unpredictable. Yeah. He's all over, which could get him in trouble. Yeah. But I feel like that could get Tony in trouble too because I don't think Tony could, uh, you know, he doesn't really fight like that. He, he's kind of more of a, how would you say? Like a, not, he's not, an unorthodox like, mover. He's like, he's like very free-flowing Tony. Yeah. You know, he doesn't really have a game plan to him either. He goes in there, he just, Tony's very good. Don't get me wrong. I just think the kick's are tremendous, though. Yeah. That Pettis has been kicking again. You never know where they're coming from. Yeah, yeah. All off right. the fence, freaking oh, cartwheel man. kick. Off the nose. I love <laughs> off the nose one. All right, here we go. Main event. We got Connor versus Khabib. Who do you think is going to win? Give me a little bit why and what round. Rich, start this one off. I still think Khabib's going to win. Okay. But uh, you, we were talking earlier. You made a pretty good point that, uh, I mean, I, I didn't really see the weigh-ins, but you were saying that, you know, Khabib kind of looked a little, a little uh, like, drawn out a little yeah, bit from, the, from the weight cut. Did. Yeah, at I least mean, to me. So, that I mean, that could be a factor if he did do that. You know, if he, if he did, like, drain himself with his weight cut. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I still think he's going to get it done. If not, uh, he's just going to out. He, he, I bet you his conditioning is way better than Connor. I, I've been saying it okay. every time you ask me the question. Yep. I just think Connor's conditioning and is, is going to be a big factor in this fight. Okay. So I'm going to say it could be third round and it's going to be a TKO. He's in his pounding ground on the ground TKO. Okay. That's a rich guy. Rich guy could be third round, doesn't really want to go that. No. But that's what he thinks in his head. Third round. Smack down, beat down, clobber down, mauls him like a bear type move there. And we all know where you're going. Hold on. It ain't my turn. It's your turn. What do you got? Khabib or Connor? I I bet some money on this fight. Oh, nice. All right. Let us into that then. And so what I bet was third round, Connor, TKO. Nice. Or knockout. It doesn't specify. Right. Or, you know, submission, but that's not going to happen. No. Uh, So here's my thought process behind it. And we watch every single Conor fight. Yeah. Me and you, right? Yep, yep. This is the first time that I'll be rooting for Conor McGregor. True. That's a little interesting. It is very interesting. I'm actually excited that I get to root oh, for Oh, yeah, feels good. When this he knocks the other guy out, <laughs> you feel like you're in his corner. It's the greatest <laughs> thing ever. So you, that's what you say, right? So here we go. I'm, I'm going to give you the breakdown. First Hit round, me. they feel each other out. Okay. Not much happens. Okay. The second round, Conor gets mauled. But gets back up and survives. Okay. In the third round, TKO. Wow. I can see he that. He figures going out his exactly distance. Like he that. figures out how he's coming in. Wow. And he times a left hand, and that's it. Uh, I, you know what? 
I like that prediction. Connor man. getting Connor on the ground, he would have to keep moving in order to He's not get, get completely. If he gets mauled, it's going to be hard for him to get up. But I know he's been training. I know he's been training. We've seen people take yeah. the beating. Yes, we yes we have we have, and Tell I agree me. with you. That, that could tire out his arms though. China Holt could be it down could. To, to. Yeah, but Connor doesn't have power as much as he has precision and accuracy, and that takes a long a, a while to go away. You yeah. know, yeah, yeah, more than yeah. just raw power, which I think he also has too. But I think it's more precision and uh, and timing, like you said. I'm gonna go. I want to go first round. I'm going to go first <laughs> round. I think he does the same thing he did to Tony, um, not to Tony, to Eddie Alvarez, that he's going to do to Khabib. He's going di- to gauge his distance, gauge his distance, and then he's just going to throw some hands to see where he's at. Khabib's going to shoot at him. He's going to sp- you know, sprawl or, or, or move out of the way. He's not going to take him down, and then he's just going to ding punches off his head until it's game over. And he's lights out, and he's back on the floor again. I don't. I, I would love to see him catch him with the same one that he caught Aldo with, <laughs> like a little bit further he in the fight. He knew exactly bit. what Aldo was right. gonna do, though. Right. That's why that was so yes. perfect. Yes, Khabib is gonna walk straight at you, but he doesn't know like exactly what punch no. he's gonna throw right. first. I don't think his head. I, that's what it comes down to. I don't think Khabib's head movement is good. And he's gonna, it's gonna, he's gonna be on a line, and you can't be on a line with a guy who just trained for twelve rounds against the best boxer in the world, whose hands are on point now because of that. His hands definitely got better, and he definitely put in work in the wrestling department. We'll see. This it'll is be, gonna be great. It'll be but, interesting to see how Khabib um, is prepared for such a main stage too, because yes. he never even had a fight close to this magnitude. And this isn't even Connor's bigger biggest fight, you know. No, yeah. So no. that'll be interesting to see. But it'll also be interesting to see. I mean, Connor has a hundred million dollars in the bank. Khabib still lives at home with his parents and his wife and his and his kids. You know, just trains every day, goes mm. home, goes to sleep, kisses the baby and the wife. Yes. You know, Connor's living a little bit more of a lifestyle now. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see like where their heads are, and I think yeah. you'll find a lot of that out. Like. In the first 10 seconds. I think so, too. But I think w- when it comes to Connor, and I agree with that, and that's what a lot of people are saying, you know, I'm talking to Mabel this week. I'm with Ant. Shout out to Ant. Ant couldn't be with us tonight, but we love you, Ant. He was saying that, you know, this guy is coming from the, the, the mountains of Dagestan. He's only training this. And I hear that, and I think there's an advantage to that. I really do. But I think when Connor checks in and he's in camp, he is in camp to fight. He's been in bad situations, like he said yesterday at the press conference. He's been on his back. He's been tired. He's been beaten up before. He knows what that feels like. Yeah. And now he's, he's a re- fighter. Yeah, and and, th- and that's what people need to realize. This guy is the double champ for a reason. Did you hear what he said about the bear? He said, yeah, he's he's uh, wrestled with a Dagestan uh, bear, but he's never wrestled the Irish, Irish gorilla. gorilla. <laughs> Ain't that the truth. All right, we got I have our a question for Go you ahead, real Rich. quick. What Mike? you got? You you've been saying that he had a lot of training with a, a good wrestler. You don't know his name, right? Like a the wrestling, a wrestling coach, coach that he's been with. Yeah, but how long has he been with him? A uh, while from the jump. Yeah, was he with this guy when he fought Chad Mendes? Yeah. Yes. Now, now Chad Mendes, <laughs> I don't me. think is on the same level as Khabib with takedowns and stuff. No, right? no one is. But Chad Mendes is a. But Chad Mendes dominated yeah. Connor. He but, almost beat Connor on a week notice, and the whole, all he did, kept on doing was taking Connor down. Chad Mendes, Chad Mendes is one of the best wrestlers to ever be in the UFC, though. 
Yes. You know? I, like, what, he's not as good as Khabib, but he's outstanding. But I'm just saying, now, if Chad Mendez was able to do that to Connor, you think mm-hmm. Connor's going to be able to withstand Khabib? The game plan isn't Khabib. to wrestle with Khabib. It's to not get taken down, and if you do get taken down, to get back up. And also, I think that Chad Mendes fight was, he knew about him when, in, a, in a week's notice, you know? He was fighting... Um, Aldo, correct? I think, yeah, I think it was Aldo, I think it was Aldo the, first the first time, time yeah. yeah. So that was within a week's notice. It, he wasn't prepared, I think, for anything like that. He just got in the ring, because Connor doesn't turn any fights now. Got into the ring. The first round, he was dinging shots off his head. And then... He got taken. He got taken down, and then he had to, he survived it, and then still was able to get up and knock him out. So the thing People about forget it is, about that Connor out cardioed Chad Mendez in that well, fight. Well, I think if Chad Mendez had, had a, a full, full camp, camp it yeah. might have looked different though. Also, but look at when Nate even took him on the ground. Like I feel like once Connor's on the ground, he doesn't really know what to do. I mean, now he this, does, and this is why I wanted to. Well, I thought this was a good question. Is because he's been training with Dylan Dennis now for the last probably four fights, five fights, who's a top-level jiu-jitsu practitioner, top, top level. Numerous world championships in all types of, of jiu-jitsu tournaments and worldwide, whatever it may be. He is, I think he's like 20 to 30 pounds heavier than Khabib. So he's been training with him. So this is a guy who's very good at jiu-jitsu and, you know... Similar aspect to wrestling in in a way, you know, different, but yet those takedowns, the keeping you down and all that stuff and whatnot. Um, But training with him, training with a heavier guy, I think Connor is more than ready for this guy. I think it's easy to point out Connor's flaws when you look at his past performances. But one thing you have to keep in mind is pretty much since he's been in the UFC, he's fought only the best of the best. The best, almost no notice. The best, yeah, the best that at everything. True. The best at jiu-jitsu. The best at striking. I mean, he beat Max Holloway, who's a killer. People forget about that. And that yeah. was early on, you know? Yeah. And Khabib hasn't really had those type of opponents. They but haven't man, had the same type of opponents. So it, it's easy to look at Conor and be like, yeah, but when he fought this guy, he got choked out. Yeah, but Nate Diaz is one of the best jiu-jitsu guys in the world. Well, he's also one of the best guys standing. Right. True. Can you, you Nate, do Nate have Diaz's to take that into, into consideration. It'll be interesting to see how Khabib but, performs against mm-hmm. a, a top-level guy. Right. There's something like you, Khabib never lost a round. That's something to take into consideration. Yeah. To never lose a round, you're, you're good. He's, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, <laughs> yeah. there's no doubt about He's, it. Yeah, what? definitely. He's uh, more than deserving of this fight. You know? 100%. Hundred percent. It's a heck of a feat, but and we're gonna, man. It's gonna be awesome. I'm gonna be so excited from the jump tomorrow, all the way into the fight, man. But um, okay, let's jump into a little bit of uh football about the game last night. I'm gonna jump around a little bit this this podcast, but I want to go to the game last night. Absolutely great game. I thought it was, I thought it was entertaining. I thought it was good defense. It was good offense. It was everything that really you really want to see. You were wondering what's going to happen. Is the, are the Patriots going to go above five hundred? Go to t- three and two. You know they 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 won. I believe two in a row. Right up yes, to this point they now. Beat Miami last week and then was, last night this week. Yeah, last a, night was another win. Another win. And I'm I was very interest, interested to see the way Andrew Luck um, looked out there and stuff like that. Let's start with at least a player that we all really liked um, and wanted to do good. Josh Gordon. I thought he looked great. I think they need to use him more. He only had four targets. Right. 
I think they need some, and that's what I mean. I think they want to get two everybody's catches, opinion on seventy this. yards, and a touchdown. So I'm saying you got to use that guy a little but bit see more. What he could do when he does get the ball, he right. scores. Got to use him, right? Got got get. And they he put was him out double wide. covered. Oh, oh yeah, that was a nice. He draws a he lot came of attention. Back to the ball, and you know he made that play. Oh yeah, a lot of receivers would give up, but he went. He came back to the ball, caught the ball. You know what, what a heck of a play too. Brady was like. You know, yeah. had plenty of time, was dancing around the pocket, dancing around the pocket. And then he was just like, you know what? I got Josh Gordon. I got Josh Gordon. <laughs> Let's see what he got. Let me throw the ball in the air. And oh, he yep. did. Threw the ball in the air. And Josh Gordon was like, well, got two guys. Brady, I, t- I told you to do this. Up, catch, touchdown. I got you. Oh, and, by the way, your 500 touchdown. Throw. And exactly, Rich. That was Brady's 500 touchdown. So how do they improve, Rich? How do they improve on getting Gordon the ball? Um, I, I, I think... Going on, I think Edelman, how many – I mean, I don't know how good of a game he had. He had a really good game. But I think once he gets back into the system a little bit more, I feel like that's when safeties and other players might have to key on him a little bit more to take pressure off of Gordon and Gronk. So I feel like he's going to take a little bit more time. He He's going to get his touches. He's going to get the ball. So it's just going to come naturally? I, th- I think so. Now okay. that – now that this this the the Patriots got their team back, you know Edelman's back, Gronk's there. Yep. You got uh, James White. You kind of got like a for the first time in a long time, the Patriots actually have a um, like a, a stable of receivers, a, sta- a, a stable team. What about yeah, that? Also you true. know, like the, the Patriots are always known to have these different wide receivers rotating and different running backs rotating, but now they just have this stable team and. The, the consistent players. So yep. I think that's in a couple games, they're just going to start clicking, and that's going to be a wrap. The Patriots are going to be on the run again, oh like always. Here we go. Which is annoying. I picked the Patriots earlier, you know, a couple of episodes ago, obviously, when we talked about division winners and Super Bowl. I had, I believe I had the Rams and the Patriots in the Super Bowl, which, whoa. Here we go. That would be awesome. It would be better if the Cowboys, but neither here nor there. Julian Edelman, nine targets, seven receptions, 57 yards. Frank, give me something quick about Gordon, and then also throw in something about how much Edelman's presence back on the Patriots helps them. Well, I think this is just another year where you see Bill Belichick's brilliance, right? He started off the year, that team was didn't have enough weapons. People didn't even know how they were going to compete Can I this year. Can chime in real quick yeah, with, go ahead. with that? that is, you, you made a good point. In the beginning of the year, I have a picture. I sent it to you guys. It was the starting lineup for the Patriots. Where the heck is it? Can I find this? Um, you know what, Frank? About the guys that were there or not. Yeah, Frank, you say your thing. I got yeah. it up here. I just think that, you know, it, it's remarkable what he does. He, he notices stuff. And he makes changes, and that's yes. why he's the greatest coach of all time. And about Josh Gordon, I think that it's going to take a few weeks, but the Patriots are going to start to realize, because not a lot of players are like this, even when he's covered, he's not covered. Right. And that takes and that takes some patience, and that takes some, some guts, you know, to throw to a guy who's double covered and, and believing in him that he's going to make the play. And Josh Gordon's one of those guys, and, and they'll figure that out. And, uh, you know, Edelman's a huge part of that that team you need you need is he ever you need to stretch the field in today's nfl Mm -hmm. right it's like one of the biggest things and especially with the patriots now you have gronk you got flash that's gonna that's gonna stretch the field down and and edelman in the slot and that's that's a powerful trio especially with tom brady throwing them the football hear what he said about edelman who tom brady yeah he said said his route running he always gets open 
every single play Edelman gets open. He Bro. makes things happen. He said he's one of the best route route runners he's ever had. It's, I kind of feel like it's it's so huge having Edelman. He loves him. I kind of feel like the world is upside down because I'm rooting for Conor McGregor and Tom Brady right now. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what's going on. The world I is think spinning hell froze on over. a different axis. <laughs> Who's not what's going? But yeah, Rich, before you give this stat of what they had in the beginning and what they had after, um, totally agreed. Edelman, what he does is, I mean, last night, man, this guy's in the slot. He literally runs like a drag or a five yard and in every single time. He's right in the middle of the field. And Brady's just like, looks around, looks around, looks around. Oh, no Don't one's open? Boom. Edelman's open. Open. Same thing. Every time. Every time. Man, that's why I had to get him in fantasy. I waited out to four weeks or whatever it is. And now I get to cash in a little bit on him. In, I in did the same sense. move in the league. Right. So tell us who the Patriots had in the beginning of the year and who they got now. So week one, the Patriots offense was Philip Dorsett, Rex Burkhead, Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, and Chris Hogan. Last night, week five, Julian Edelman, James White, Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, and Josh Gordon. And Sony Michelle running and the Sony football. And Sony Michelle. Yes. It's ridiculous. Wow. That's a whole new squad. Wow. How good is James White? So Did you guys good. get to watch any of that game last well, night? I mean, his Super Bowl, his Super Holy Bowl uh, cow. play this that he guy, had a couple man. years ago was unbelievable. When he had like 13 catches in the Super Bowl. He killed it, man. He killed it. I'm going to ask you guys about a trade that I made and what you guys thought about that. I gave James White to somebody, gave him a gift, and <laughs> and whatever what it is with it. Brady, 500 career touchdowns, right? What a game out of Brady last night. He looked like the goat that he is. Stands in the pocket, <laughs> let, lets it rip, does it with confidence, doesn't look a year older than 40. He's 41, doesn't look a year older than 21. I'll tell you right now, which is crazy. What do you guys got? What's going on here? <laughs> this is hot off the press. Hot off the press. We what you got? Just I just got, got an ESPN <laughs> alert. Tempers flare between Conor McGregor and Khabib at UFC. Oh, shit. I got 229. It. My face. <laughs> it doesn't detect my face. At the weigh-ins as Drake stands in McGregor's corner. <laughs> Drake is going to be in his corner? Drake is standing in his corner right now. At the weigh-in. It says, tempers flare between Conor McGregor and Khabib at UFC oh, okay. 229 okay. weigh-in as Drake stands McGregor's corner. All right. I mean. Get it, Drake. Maybe <laughs> someone could teach you how to be hard. Yeah. Nope. Hugging. Hugging. Not a good hug. Maybe he could hug. teach Conor how to be a little soft. Maybe. No, nah, he can't doubt, get soft. He can't doubt get soft. So, great game by Brady, man. Great game by absolutely by Brady. Andrew Luck, man. That guy, to me, made a great comeback. He looks good. He's throwing the ball great. Two, threw for 242 yards yesterday. Two touchdowns. Did throw two picks. But listen, Luck throws picks and and rushed for 11 yards. But they had, they have no receivers as well on that team. Zero. Their main Zero. receiver last night was Eric Ebron. T.Y. Hilton was out. Eric Ebron. How about Eric Ebron? Big Killed game. me. What, where did he come from? Every year up to this year, you not only didn't even think about picking him, but no, you I, said, I, I, I ain't stupid. even taking him off of waivers. I was stupid enough and picked him up a few times. Really? And, and what do you, nothing, right? Nothing. That's what I'm saying. It's crazy. Eric Ebron, man, happy for you, bro. Happy for you that you're playing finally, you're catching some ball, but catching some balls, scoring touchdowns. But listen, Andrew Luck, man, the guy's shoulder's fine. 
The guy's shoulder is fine. I know I said a lot about him leading up to this year, and I wasn't sure what was going to happen. I honestly didn't think he was going to play. And he could throw the ball. Man, I his spiral on that thing is beautiful. And he don't even cock back and throw it. He just lifts his arm and boom. I told it's you out, guys, man. Andrew Luck Holy was going to be completely cow. fine when he came back and he was healthy. 100% respect to you, bro. He's going to be a top quarterback in the league. Respect to you. Now they just got to pull the Patriots and get a whole new offense. Yeah, they got to get a whole new offense and a new defense. They just stink. The whole it, team stinks. The whole team. I feel it's bad terrible. for him. He's in a tough situation. Yo, I love playing guys on Thursday night for some reason. I just think it's fun to root for. So I, I had Brady going last night. I had Edelman going last night. I had Gordon. I would have had James White betrayed Patriot him. Patriot squad. Had the Patriot squad going. And I said, you know what, man? Andrew Luck threw the ball, like, I think 60 times last week. I was like, yo, I'm going to pick I'm gonna pick up a receiver, even – with T.Y. Hilton now, I'm going to play him, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be ahead of the game. I picked up this dude, Pascal. And what happened? He not only had no catches. <laughs> Did he get had, hurt? But he had a fumble. <laughs> so he and got, he got me negative points. Did you have Wait, him in you your starting? Played him? <laughs> played him. Oh. oh, listen. I played him in a league that I was 0-4 in. Dang. And I was like, you know what? What do I got to lose? I'm going to sit Marvin Jones. I'll play this guy. We need, to make a, we need to make a list of all of, Mike's yeah. bad pickups throughout Negative the year. Negative points. When yeah. he picked up that running back well, listen, from the Steelers. Hold on a second. This, this is not Zero in, points. That is definitely in it. This is, <laughs> Ridley got that, that. I just Ridley, Smallwood. Uh, Derrick Henry four years yeah, ago. The list can go on and on and on. But this guy last night, I was just, I knew I wasn't going to get, I knew it was going to be like a tremendous game and everyone was going to be talking about him or this was going to happen. A negative, a zero. But great game last night, man. Shout out to the NFL for um, giving us an entertaining game last night. You guys like the whole color rush of the Thursday night games? You like the uniforms? Last night wasn't a color rush. Yeah, though, it was. was the it? Patriots wore all the, the dark navy blue with red. Oh. That, that's considered the. Oh, the I color didn't even rush notice Thursday. that. And then yeah, the I'm Colts cool were it. all white. The home team usually wears. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Where, where's the the color rush jersey? I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. I want to do a little section here to get uh, where we shout out some players. There's some guys here who I just think deserve the shout out. Michael Thomas, most catches in for, in the first four games in NFL history. Michael Thomas has 42. Second place, Adam Thielen, 40. Wow, crazy, right? Shout out to both of those guys. How about my man Marshawn Lynch? Does Marshawn Lynch got the juice back or still got the juice? No. Got the juice. Rich, you say no? So. Doesn't got the juice back, no. Frank? He got the juice? You no. could only base it on what you're seeing, and he's playing out of his mind. Guy's so. got 100 yards in every game he played so far and a touchdown in every game he played so far. He got the juice. Rich, how many? Give us the running backs right now, top running backs after week four. Number one, Zeke. Number Zeke. two is Gurley. <laughs> Who was number Num- two? Number two is Gurley. Okay. Number three is Breda. Yep. Number four is Lynch, Marshawn. and number five is Hunt. There we go. Okay. Listen, he has, three, he has 300 rushing yards in four games, so that's not 100 yards per game. No, no, no. He I, that's can't, he had he played for, he played in every amount of game that everybody that everybody did so far. No. Well, this is top five, and from week four, this is week five. No bye week for them yet. The no. Raiders. No, they just started last week, week four. I could have sworn. They, oh, maybe the last three games. 100 yards. Maybe. I think his last three games, 100 yards and a touch. But I know he has a listen, touchdown in every game. Don't Lynch is not going to be up top okay. for too long. Here. All right. All right. Here we go. Marshawn, the juice is back, I'm not going to listen to Mike P about running backs. No? No. What did I say about the guy who's number one? <laughs> Didn't I say he's going to be the leading rusher in the NFL? 
First of all, he's the best running back in the league. Of course, he's the oh, number okay, one. Oh, okay, good. No, I like that you said that. I thought you would say Gurley's the number one. Well, Gurley is, but uh-huh. rushing wise, I think Zeke's the best rusher. Okay. Gurley's just a better running back overall. How about this? Let's go to this, which we've been doing each week. Best running back in the NFL. Best running back in week four. Who was it? Kamara. Kamara. I would say he had 140. Let me see. I have it. I don't even think it was close. Zeke had like, what, 150 rushing, 100 and something catching? Yeah, I'm going Zeke Zeke? too. Really? Huge game, Zeke. He had like over 250 yards, I think. Um, I know know Kamara had like 143 rushing yards and three touchdowns, though. So I'm gonna go Kamara. Kamara did. Do you yeah. have the stats? I'm gonna look it up right here if I could. Can I, can I just do a stat real quick about Kamara yes. while you're looking this up? Yes. Kamara is the first player in NFL history with over a thousand rushing yards and a thousand receiving yards in his first 20 games. Wow. He has 1,003 rushing yards, 1,162 receiving yards in the first 20 years of his career. First 20 games. Of his career. That is crazy. Unbelievable. That guy's unbelievable, man. He's so good. Zeke last week had 25 rushes, 152 yards rushing, f- um, four targets, four receptions, 88 yards receiving. So he had 152 yards rushing, 88 yards receiving. So he had like 240 all-purpose yards. And a, and a receiving touchdown he had. He's the reason that Dak went over 200 yards. Ain't that the truth? And that's my next one on the <laughs> list. I'm glad you read my mind. Dak, Mike, come bold, bold prediction? No, no, not bold. Yeah, right. I got my bold prediction, right? Listen to the podcast, y'all. We are making better, slightly better choices <laughs> than everybody else that's out there in the world on ESPN, on Fox, NFL Network. Shout out NFL Network, though. I love NFL Network. We, give us a chance, though. We got to start keeping track of how good we are and how great we're, we're, we're making these you know, predictions and stuff like that. We called it the Patriots. We're going to start kicking it up and winning games. We gave you the reasons why. We said certain things this week that, that happened last week, bold predictions and stuff like that. Just check us out. Listen, Respect the Chat Podcast. Find us on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. Are we on Twitter? We're on, we're on everything. We're on everything. Uh, YouTube, Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, EliteSportsNY.com. Check us out on all that. We'll hit that back Hashtag at the end. Hashtag get respect to chat out of the red. Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? Okay, Dak Prescott, give me a quick one here. Dak, comeback game, prove people wrong, or just a good game? To just me, a good game. To me, it. You didn't have to answer that so quick, Rich. <laughs> to me, it magnifies that Dak is not a franchise quarterback. Mm I think the only time that he will perform well is when Zeke rushes for over 150 yards. Yes, I agree. I think that he's good in that scenario. If 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 Zeke could kill it, then he could keep up and get the Cowboys to win. But if it's put on him, he's going to struggle. What opens up when your running back's having a good running game? Yeah, and that's not a good running game. That's, like, ridiculous. Yes. You have to stack so, the box or you're screwed. So what happens? Now Now your receivers have a better opportunity to get open, so now your quarterback's going to be able to make those and throws. And he was throwing to Zeke. True. 80 of those yards were to Zeke. Exactly. Right? I so mean, only 112 other yards were to another receiver. Dang, that's not nice, y'all. I, 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 255 I, yards passing. Two passing touchdowns. And that's not a good game, by the way. That's good for him. It's all right. Yeah. right. No, I agree. I agree with you I guys. I think it was just a good game okay. that week. I got to see a couple more weeks out of him with a performance like that to, to take him off of this no respect for this. To me, that that's we'll just to. not a guy that you give a $100 million contract to. No. Not yet. Let's see. But here's <laughs> the thing. Here's the thing. Let's go back to that real quick. Okay. You're saying that he's not a guy to give the contract to, right? But who, but who are you going – like what – Route are you gonna go after him? 
Do you, are you are you going to try to trade and get someone? Or are you going to try to hope and get another guy through the draft? Like sometimes you have to weigh that out. Well, like, no, is it, is no, it no, worth? No. I think that, you know? I think he's your guy for now. I mean, until you find that guy. A lot of last year he's got a deal though. This a lot is of, last year. A lot of quarterbacks. Yeah, but you don't have to pay him a hundred mil. You could give him a three year whatever. 70 80 million dollar contract and then in those three years either you draft a guy or a guy comes on free agent you know you have some time because that can get you a winning season i just don't think he has what it takes especially if zeke isn't putting up those kind of numbers to carry the cowboys offense Mm -hmm. i agree i don't think that he's your franchise guy he had one i mean last year you guys had a winning record but when Zeke was out, he didn't he didn't really show much that he could take over. The year when he they were thirteen and three, Zeke had an unbelievable year at rushing. And I mean, so for, for whatever reason, for the first three games too. they weren't using Zeke, yes. and you've seen how bad Dak was struggling. And I don't know if that's because they wanted to see what Dak had before, because this is his contract year. I'm not sure why the Cowboys were doing that. That might be a reason mm-hmm. to see if he has what it takes to be your franchise guy before you end up paying him all that money. But if the Cowboys want to win, they have to rush Zeke 25, 30 times a game. I'm just, I, I totally as, agree. As much as we're saying this, I also believe that they shouldn't give up on Dak that quick. He has the potential to be a good quarterback. He has the, the skill set. He, you know, he, he's a mobile running back. He has a good arm. Mike always talks about how this pinpoint accuracy uh, – Thing that uh, stat that they keep like he has the best rating out of every quarterback. So like he could he's good. You got to get him more weapons on that offense to be able to let him have that opportunity. I mean, like Mike says, it, they have no receivers, so they're not getting open half the time, or he's maybe forcing a throw kind of just because he has to try to make something happen. Mm-hmm. So I think if you get him a couple good receivers. And just you think if he had a couple good receiver receivers, but he had to throw the ball forty times a game, he's gonna he's gonna bring the Cowboys to like whatever ten win season. If, if uh, Zeke if isn't putting up a hundred, hundred fifty yards, I feel like I feel like he could develop to that though. I think he has the potential to You're to develop in to the that. NFL. I, mean, I know, but he. But he's in not in your third year. But he's he's in a system where they run first, so he's not he's right. not throwing the ball that much, right? He's throwing that, the ball that, maybe twenty the times, twenty five times. The a thing game. is, the team is built to run. That's what they want to do. That's their identity. So their that's identity cool. Is then. Run the, the rock. then Dak's your guy, but you have to run. And I don't know that 100%. you pay a guy a quarterback a hundred million dollars if you if you have that type of offense, because there's a lot of quarterbacks that could do it for cheaper. Do you think, as a Cowboys fan, do you think Dak could develop into a, a quarterback where he could throw the ball and have a uh, throw the ball for forty times and have a good game? Well, I, the thing is, I don't know necessarily. Like Frankie's saying, and, and I would lean on that as well. Is like, okay, if you have a guy who really the highlight of your team and the workhorse of your team, and if this guy doesn't have a great game, then you're most likely not. You, your, you know, your outlook on winning is not as good. Your chances of winning is not as good. Is Zeke, if that's the emphasis of your team and that's the guy of your team, then really you give him all the money that he wants and you tell Dak, like, listen, you're in the plans and we want you here, but we can't give you the money that a top-level quarterback gets because you don't throw the ball 300, 400 yards a game. You know, I don't know. I think it's a tricky situation. I think, though, in his first year, he had weapons around him. Zeke had a great season. 
and he's he threw for like I, I don't even know maybe like twenty something twenty seven touchdowns or something like that twenty five touchdowns. If I'm, it, no, I don't know the exact number and like three picks. So he, he could get it done in that definitely scenario. plays off of him and he can get it done. He can definitely get it done. The other aspect I think that's not pointed out with him sometimes that needs to be looked at more is his running ability. I think he has that wrinkle in his game too where teams also have to play that into factor, that he's very athletic. He can move around the pocket. So he's durable, never misses a game. So I think there's a lot of stuff like that that should factor in. But I also agree with you guys in the sense of like he's not going to get paid the money if he can't start throwing for more for more yards and throw the I think he could throw the team on his back but I need to see more of that unless until they're going to be like all right we'll give you the we'll give you the you know whatever it is 15 million a year you know what I'm saying I mean if both of them came to a contract and you had to franchise tag one and give one 100 million dollars you're going Zeke with the contract and that's not that's to. not the way that it's supposed to be right no, because no, running backs not. have a way shorter career you're supposed to pay yep. the quarterback if you're going to pay anybody but i think it just proves how good Zeke is and how not spectacular Dak is, I think. Yeah. But I don't think, I think there's a lot of guys mm-hmm. out there that could do what Dak's doing if Zeke puts up those numbers. Well, look at, let, let's take it here for a second. Let's look at Deshaun Watson for a second, right? First year, guys, unbelievable. Lights out, completely lights out. Second year, struggling. Now that offensive line is horrible. Right though. there, there's they, always he's running for his life. Right, there's also what I'm tape is, on is There's them, always though. a excuse, and it's not an excuse in a bad way. There's always a reason, right? Okay, he's not playing. It's the offensive line. Okay, so then we need to give some credit to the fact that Dak don't have any weapons oh, either. We always say that. Okay, though. right. All right. Then that's what I'm saying. There's teams where we're like, man, this guy looks great, and the next year it's like, whoa. What is this guy doing? Why do we even say that he was? You know what I'm saying? Like, where's it going? And, and listen, I think Deshaun Watson's great too. And I agree with you. The offensive line gives him no time. He has more than a, than abundance of weapons over there to to help him out. But I think but Dak that, has to do more. He but has that's to do what more. Makes football so exciting. You definitely. can never go off of last year. What happened last year? Definitely. So, and every year, any week is different. You right. Know, any given Sunday. It, that that's what makes football exciting. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. You got. Some, I have a. I just got. want. We're talking. We're giving some players respect. I have a thing I saw this Let's week, go. which I thought was awesome. You're gonna like it. Fastest to 80 career sacks. Mm. Number one was Reggie White, 70 games. Wow. At number two, JJ Watt just got My it last man. week. My 92 man. games it took him to get 80 sacks. Come on, JJ. Then third was Von Miller. Took him 94, and he was tied with Bruce Smith. Wow. Bruce took Bruce Smith 94 games to get 80 sacks. Can't but congrats to J.J. Watt, man. Uh, After, he had two years off, too. Remember that? Two years off for a, for a back injury. Love J.J. You know, Watt. He, 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 he could have been closer to that 70 game. Oh, I, I got one. A couple oh, yeah. I want to give, too. Go ahead. They just both happen to be Falcons, and sorry about that. <laughs> That's okay. Julio's on track to have the most receiving yards ever in a season right now. Wow. Shout out to Julio. And Calvin Ridley, six touchdowns. Right now, he has more touchdowns than Antonio Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, Odell, and Julio combined. Wow. How about <laughs> – guy's unbelievable. Traded. I gave him – traded you to him. Traded you him. I traded you all, all my good players. <laughs> also, I heard this, which is a crazy thing. D.D. Westbrook has more receiving yards than Antonio Brown. 
How crazy. crazy is that? It's a weird year. It is a very weird year. Also, shout out to the GOAT, the 500-win man. I also wanted to say this. Most wins in his first 200 starts in NFL history. Tom Brady, his first 156, I believe it is. Peyton Manning had 136, and Big Ben, 135. Most wins in their first 200 starts. So, shout out to Brady, still playing great, and shout out to Big Ben, still playing great. But y'all are going to need... Le'Veon Bell back. How about I'll tell you that much? How about this stat? Since 1940, team scoring 36 plus points at home with a, with zero turnovers are 402 and four. Wow. Two of those teams are the Falcons this year. There's a lot of points. Zero turnovers. Zero turnovers. Zero defense. Oof! Holy. Those God. are shootouts. Wow. Played in and. Talking about this week, I yeah. think the Falcons are playing the Steelers, right? Yeah. Yep. Another shootout. It is not a shootout. I've seen something crazy. Pittsburgh gives up 300 yards. Unreal. Thro- throwing the ball. Yo, I think we could game. play defense versus the Steelers yeah. right now. Yeah, sign us up. I'm ready to go. I need some money. I'll play strong safety. I'll tell you right you now. You got linebacker, Frank got corner. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's do it. Do we give – you guys ready to give the Titans some respect or the Titans that just happened to get it? Titans at 3-1. and one. Mariota banged up, comes back, leads them back to the game. He had a tremendous game. Are the Titans for real or the Titans? Titans are for real. All right, Titans are for real. Rich, what you got? I don't know how to take the Titans. I mean, they had a defensive battle against the Jags and, mm-hmm. and came out on top. I mean, that offense isn't really spectacular like I thought it was going to be. when the, With them signing Deion Lewis, I thought him and Mariota were going to run that read option and run all over teams. I'm really surprised with Corey Davis finally showing up, oh, yeah, being right. productive. I think he had wow. 14 catches last week for like 100 and so like 100 yards. I don't know the exact numbers, but he had a good game. I just don't come know. on, Corey Davis. That I think it's that defense. That defense is really good. It's the coach too. Yeah, Mike. Yeah, Mike Vrabel, great coach, great. man. He's a great. wizard. All right, yeah. we're giving the Titans some respect. So I, I like it. Yeah, what, I, I I don't know what. I mean, I, I don't, not quite sure yet. I don't see them. Me and Frank being, giving the Titans respect. What are you doing? I, I don't see them being consistent all year long. I okay. think they're going to fall off. Okay. Okay. No problem. What's the deal here? Why are the Why is the Buccaneers going with Winston? Winston or Fitzpatrick? Frank, what do you got? <laughs> I don't know. Fitz, gotta go Fitzpatrick, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, Winston stinks. Stinks. Okay. It's two guys for Winston listen, stinking. Listen. You, ha- the Buccaneers. Yeah. Real quick, tell me, me and Mookie Betts and not like brothers. <laughs> You do look alike. He just has a little bit more facial hair than you. All right. Okay. Yo, you should be him for Halloween. Just I should I'll be. Give, I'll give you some facial hair. I'll shave Just a little, little more. Boston Not hat. much more. Get a Boston hat and a chain. All right. What do you got, Rich? My bad. The Yankees Listen, and Red Sox games. As the, Buccaneers, as the Buccaneers, you have to play Winston. He is your future. You're the one that traded you're gonna up show, and You're about to see how, how your future is. Listen, listen. But Fitz, Homeboy's Fitz, NBA. Fitz is hit or miss. And 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 it, and, it, and it shows. And Winston's miss. Yeah. Right. No, it's not. He's Rich, not that bad. Bro, four hundred yards. Who was me? You were about Winston last year. I remember you. No, you were really big never, on him. Never him and Derek Carr in the beginning of the season. Derek Carr, I remember. Listen, never Winston. Never. Listen. I haven't been a Winston fan ever. Never. When Fitz has a team under him, he always chokes. He always went. What, what has Fitzpatrick done? Why? Why is he? A backup quarterback in the league. Well, Winston's because be. he can't carry a team for throughout a whole year, and it showed. He had three yeah. good games, and then he throws like five picks against the Bears and, well, and, and gets benched. Well, yeah, they made it very Bears, obvious Bears, that, that that wasn't his team. Listen, the Buccaneers, and that gets with your head. 
The Buccaneers. Well, I think he also played the Bears. It doesn't yeah. matter. He threw for 400 yards Winston in was, three straight games. Winston was taking that position back over sooner or later. It just so happened that he had a bad game the first week Winston was back, <laughs> and now he's back. Winston's not a horrible quarterback. Listen, I'm glad stinks. you said that because that's part of my bold prediction, but Listen, we'll get to that later. Winston realized what Fitz was doing, hitting Mike Evans deep, getting Deshaun Jackson in, in, involved. He's going to do the same thing. He's not I hope stupid. So. Trust I hope me. So. All right, here we go. Let's also talk about this. Earl Thomas, how dirty did the Seahawks do Earl Thomas? Earl Thomas, in the beginning of the year, before training camp, said, I want a new deal. I outplayed my deal, which he was one of the top-ranked players, defensive players in the NFL, probably the best safety in the NFL. Earl Thomas wants a new deal. Seahawks, no, we're not giving him a new deal. He's like, all right, you know what? I'm going to be the better man about this, though— if I get injured, it's going to jeopardize my career because next year he's a free agent. They want to franchise tag him just like they do everybody else or don't give the guy a new deal in his last year. They want to play the waiting game teams. This is what they want to do. Earl Thomas goes out there, plays just like Earl Thomas, doesn't hold back, and breaks his leg. Now Earl Thomas is a free agent in the NFL coming off of a fractured leg the second time. This is the second time that leg has been fractured. Do you think that these teams out there are going to give this guy the money that they would have if he would have finished healthy? No, I, I don't. I don't think they are. I don't think the, uh, it, which is a shame. He he's a great player, but the fact that it's the second time he's injured that leg with a with a, with a fracture. You're saying it's the yeah. same injury yeah. type of thing. Same leg. So that that's just going to hold the team back, and that's going to give them the leverage. Like, hey. We want you, but you know you have that leg issue. Uh, There's the leverage again. Did him dirty. So Seattle did them. Did him dirty. It's it's better than a than a a knee tear or an Achilles tear. You know, broken bones heal. Yeah, but and like you they guys, heal 100. percent It ain't that much better though. It's an injury, right? No, it's because it, affect them. If if you if you tear your ACL, teams don't know if you'll ever be what you were again. Bones heal stronger than when you broke them. You know, so hopes so over his his. It case. sucks, and he lost a lot of money. He he flipped off the He's whole Seattle lose a lot of money. That's yeah. awesome. sideline, deservingly <laughs> so. Unreal. That was the greatest thing I've seen all all weekend. And Bell was like, "Yeah, that's why. That's why I'm not playing." Yep. Right. But let's go here for a second now. And shout out to Earl Thomas, man. I love Earl Thomas. Cowboys should have made a bigger push for him to get him this year. I hope the Cowboys give him a chance and get him next year. Add him to that defense that's up and coming right now. Oh, man, he would fit in great. But then, okay, so Le'Veon Bell, same move. I ain't showing up because if I get injured, this is what's going to happen. Earl Thomas gets injured. This is in his favor. Now it's in his favor, right? Le'Veon Bell, he's like, yo, this is what could have happened to me if I could have played. And then... Not more than, I don't even know if a week went by. No, it was, I, don't, I don't even think it was a day. I don't know if it was I three it was hours. Monday morning. He was like, I'm going to play. I'm going to be back week seven. Week seven or, or after week the bye week. After they have a bye week seven, he'll be back week eight. Which, listen, I'm pumped about for fantasy-wise. I'm pumped. And as a Le'Veon Bell fan, I can't wait to see this guy. But, like, now when it's in your advantage, now to come back... Well, I think that is interesting to me. That's the that's the budget. I think, I think he can't financially hold out anymore. And he he made a comment. Maybe he made a comment too that he doesn't think the Steelers want to get rid of him. So I kind of think like 
he could still use this. I agree with him. For, Pat for, was saying that too. For his leverage. Be like, listen, I'm coming back to help you. I'm coming right. back to play for You're you. Right. See what happened to Earl Thomas. Now let's go. Let's, let's try to make a deal happen. Don't do me dirty. You know, I'm coming back to help you. Let's make a con. Let's get a deal done this this yeah. off season. Yeah. You know, let bygones be bygones. Let's put it aside now. We both stood our ground. We both made a point. And well, I, I agree with you. I think the Steelers still have it inside of them, and I think they could still mend this relationship. Yeah, I think so too. And say, listen, Le'Veon Bell, man, we're one. one what are they? That's one. That's two what and I think one. is genius. I think he held out just long enough for them to realize, like, our team stinks without this guy. And now he comes back and kills it, yeah. and they go five and zero or whatever. Yeah. Yo, listen, and they're like. We have to pay him. We said it, or some of us said it here on the podcast. Co- James Conner, love the guy. Love him. God bless him. But he's not Le'Veon Bell. Do you know? Teams do not prepare for him as they would for Bell. He's not the same runner as Bell. He's not the same receiver as Bell. And it's not even an insult. Not many people right, are. Also true. And we all said this as well. Antonio Brown feeds off of what Le'Veon Bell provides. And look at Antonio Brown's year. Yep. Nowhere's near what he has been having in the past with having Bell there. They both feed off each other. And I think the Steelers are like, yo, listen, we can't go on any longer like this. You know what I'm saying? We need this guy. This guy's huge. Yo, you know the first week they had the best rushing attack in football. The last three, the Steelers are the worst team in the NFL for rushing. Yeah. Yeah, I had that stat somewhere. I don't know the like exact his first stats. game compared yeah. to the rest of the them. Steelers, but the Steelers, I know for a fact, are the worst rushing team in the league in the last three weeks. That's what I'm like, come on. What, what, what's going on here? So it just shows you need yeah. Bell. They, yeah. they need him back. I, I think they're going to I think they're gonna um, get something done this offseason. But I'm kind of I'm mad, though, because I, I was very, very – I really thought Bell wasn't coming back till week 11. Yeah. But I guess something happened, and he's coming back a little early. Well, I think like Frankie said, I totally agree with that. Now that I'm hearing that out loud, it's like, yo, this is, okay, listen. I played the game. I did it I, I did it the way I wanted to. Now I'm going to come back right when these guys are vulnerable. Like, listen, I couldn't now be Now let me show you what you got. Right. Now let's win games. Give me the ball. I'm going to practice one game, and then I'm going to go out there, and I'm going to destroy people. Give me the ball. Give it to me. All right, let's give a shout-out to the rookies. The rookies, after four games, who is the best rookie so far? By the way, all four rookies were 0-4 last week. Sam Donald lost, Baker Mayfield lost, Josh Allen lost, and Josh Rosen lost. They all lost last week. But out of those four, who would you say is the having the best year so far, Rich? I, I mean, just be, Darnold's been the starter since day one. Okay. So I feel like you have to go with him. Just because he has more playing time. But from what I see, I, I, I actually like Buffalo, Josh Allen. I just, with that, wow, that really? Game, the game he had against the, the Vikings and just seeing how, like, uh, how it, um, I, can't, I can't find the words to use tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> when he hurl, hurdled the linebacker, yeah. you know, like just to see the, the excitement and how pumped he is to play, you know, like mm-hmm. that's something hard to find. And, I think he's gonna be good overall. I think out of those four, I I, I I might go Josh Allen right now. Okay, I think Allen holds the ball a little too much. I think he held the ball a lot, a little too long last week. Definitely, um, Josh Rosen. I'm still not too sure what he could do. I don't think there's a great team around him either. I think if they start using um, 
what's his name, David Johnson, a little bit more. Maybe it could help him out. But I'm not really a believer in him. So, I'm, I, I mean, Baker is my man. I'm going Bake. I think Bake is great. Got to cut down the turnovers a little bit. But the guy's arm is so strong. He's so creative. He's so dynamic. I think the Browns got the juice over there. I think they could be 4-0 easily, and they're not. But that's okay. Baker Mayfield is the future. He is solid. He's worth everything of the first pick. I like I like um, Sam Donald, but and I also think he's going to have a good career. I think he just once he gets in the flow of things and stuff like that. But J- Jarvis Landry, a great receiver in the NFL, was saying that he had to go on the jugs machine, turn that thing up, because like Frankie said a couple weeks ago, Baker is slinging the ball. He said he hasn't seen somebody throw the ball that fast with that spin and that accurate. It's almost a problem. You see, Joku dropped a bunch of them. They're, They're like, like Yo, get to your this chest thing before is you have fast. time to react. So too, f- it's so fast. They get, they got to start catching on the jug machine like three hundred, a uh, hundred times after practice or something like that. So I'm going Baker, Frank. Who you got as the rookies going forward? Yeah, I'm not ready to give up on Cleveland right yet. I think Bakes gonna end up being the best out of those four right um i think they're just a young team and they need to learn how to close out games and that takes practice i would agree that takes being in those scenarios and losing some of those games so that just is what it is ain't that the truth ain't that the truth um i want to jump into a little bit let me see if i had all my football stuff before we make our uh bowl predictions and before we pick our winners I want to jump a little bit into the basketball season. Basketball season's coming up. The NBA is jumping off. LeBron, the King James is in L.A. Uh, Kawhi Leonard's in Toronto. Uh, Kyrie Irving is healthy. The Golden State Warriors still have an Olympic team out there to, to compete against everybody. The, Cle- the Cleveland Cavaliers officially hit rock bottom again. <laughs> um, the Knicks still stink. Unfortunately. And then there's the rest of the league, whoever else is out there as well. So, I know this is gonna be hard for y'all, but let's pick, um, let's pick the east. Who's gonna Who's gonna be in the Eastern Conference Finals? Who's gonna be in the Western Conference Finals? And then who's gonna be in the finals and win? Let's just give our prediction because the NBA season is starting next week, which is pretty cool. I'm gonna try to watch games or at least get some highlights so we can start introducing some basketball, Jones. On this podcast a little bit, we got to do our due diligence, fellas, and uh, start watching some games, getting a little more highlights in us. I know our, our days are busy. But, okay, who do you think? Eastern Conference Finals. Rich, who do you got? I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go Sixers versus the Celtics. Yeesh. All right. Sixers versus the Celtics. Who wins? I'm going to go with the Celtics. If that team can stay healthy, they're getting Gordon Hayward back this year. I think that team was great last year without right. him. So to add that piece is going to be really good for that team. So they, they, they just have to stay healthy. Important everyone and stays healthy, right. We're going if East, everyone is healthy. That's what we're East. making these predictions on. And I, and I think, I know, I know the fans don't like to see it. I know the NBA is trying to stop it. But I think the Celtics, the East is so weak. I think the Celtics could let these guys rest a little bit here and there to keep, to keep them fresh. They're, they're not going to be in these tough games every single night like you would be when you're playing in the West. Yep. So I think that's going to be an advantage for teams in the East, and I think that's going to be a huge advantage for the Celtics this year, and they're going to be the team going all the way in the East. All right, I'm coming over to you, Frank, in a second. Rich, think about who you MVP on the year as well after, we, after you pick the West. Frank, East, who's playing in the Eastern Conference Finals? I think it's Boston-Toronto. Okay, I agree. I'm going to just I'm gonna just agree now because that's where I was going with too. I think it's the Celtics, and I think it's the Raptors in the Eastern Conference Finals. Who do you have winning? 
Celtics. And I got the Celtics winning too. Okay. I think they're too strong. I think, but I think adding Kawhi only makes the Raptors better. The and only I think reason they, were they weren't in it for year, like at least three years before, is because of Cleveland and LeBron. Exactly. And that team's right. not there anymore. Right. So right. I, the I, I think weaker. they get it this year. I, I mentioned that earlier in one of our podcasts. Like, this is the moment for any team in the East to make a move and try to be the top dog in the East. LeBron yep. is gone. He's not in the East anymore. So if you want to be the team in the East, this is the, the from yep. going from here on, this is it. This so is like when Jordan retired yes. for that year and everyone, you better win the championship now. Yep. Every other team That's in the, the NBA. That's the mentality every team should have because the, right now. the big dog's going to be back next year, and you're going to lose again. So figure it out, East. This is the year. Someone make a move. Someone make a move. I agree. Who you got in the West, Rich? In the West? Tough. The West is going to be tough here. Western uh, Conference Finals, who you got? Obviously, the, the Warriors are going to be in it. Okay, Warriors, yeah. Uh, I feel like I'm going to... I'm going to go out on a limb on this one. I'm going to say OKC gets there this year. Wow. I just, okay. I'm just a huge Russell fan. I like it. So I, I, I'm just going to go AKC, OKC. OKC and the Warriors. Obviously, who wins that? Warriors. Okay, so you got the Warriors and the Celtics, the Celtics in, the in the finals. Who wins? I think the Celtics. Wow. I think the Celtics will be able to knock off uh, the Warriors. I just think if they stay healthy, they can match up with the, uh, with the Warriors, you know? Okay. I like it, Frank. Who you got in the Western Conference Finals? I got I got kind of a bold prediction with this too. Okay, not with the teams, but with something else. I oh. got the Warriors versus the Rockets. Okay, and I think that Carmelo, top ten scorer this year. What? Wow. Listen, <laughs> what happened? You get a new pair of kicks that have skates on it, so you actually get up and down the court a little faster. <laughs> <laughs> It's not nice, Rich. <laughs> Yo, I agree. I agree again. <laughs> I agree again. I say it's going to be the Warriors and the Rockets, and I think Carmelo is the difference. I think that's what puts the Rockets in that position to be there. I really like what they're about. I think the Thunder are right there. I know the Lakers are definitely going to compete. You know, the Jazz are going to be there. The Spurs are going to be there. The whole rest of the, the, the th obviously the Thunder are definitely going to be there. But when it comes down to it, I think it's going to be the Warriors and the Rockets. I have a question for you two. I got the Rockets winning that series, though. Dang. I think the Rockets finally get over the hump of the Warriors. Why Dang. not? Make a bold prediction here and let the, let the Rockets go. I think it's the <laughs> Rockets and the Celtics in the finals. Who do you think's in the finals, Frank? I think it's the Rockets and the Celtics. Really? Yeah. Here wow. we go. Who, Rockets winning for you guys? <sighs> Celtics. I think the Celtics win too. So I think it's the Celtics win too. We all agree that this is the Celtics year. I think it's the Celtics year, man. I just think they're a really good team and they get their best player back yes. and their second best player back. And they could possibly be having Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, and um, who else? And, and someone else who was a starter last year coming off the bench. J uh, Terry. And, and, right. Coming off the bench. Like, whew, come on, bro. What the? I'm telling you. And Celtics. the starting lineup could be, is going to be great. They got, Tatum. They got playoff wait, wait, Al over you, there. Wait, who would you say coming off the bench, Frank? Talk about, the the uh, point guard. What's his name? I know. Uh, what's his first name? Jason who? Terry? No. 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 be with the Mavericks. He, yeah, he's retired. Uh, I know. Oh, this is Is he good. still there, that kid, though, Terry? Yeah. 
Scary Terry? Nah, Terry Rozier. Yeah. Ain't that the go. truth? <laughs> Terry Rozier, Jalen Brown, and who's the other guy we just said? Nah, Man, I forgot we thought that was his um, smart. And Marcus Smart coming off the bench. That's it. That was the three starters last yeah. year. Crazy what could happen over the there. The Celtics paid I, smart money too. Is he, good. They should have. He's a. The NBA pays everybody, but they need to pay Marcus Smart. I'll tell you right now. Yeah. But my my question for you guys. What you got? Do you think Melo is going to be a starter all year long, or you think he's going to be coming off the bench at some point? I don't know. I think I think he starts as a, Did starts you see off how as Chris a starter. Paul was setting him up. Oh yeah, CP3 is the best point guard in the he, league. Listen, well, them being eh, like prediction. best friends or close to being best friends is going to be so helpful to his game, to Melo's game, and he doesn't have any pressure. On him, he looks like he's having fun. Out yeah, there. the only thing is, is this, he's got to get into the rhythm. Is he going to be able to get into that rhythm? And I think he will, because I think there's going to be times where it's going to be like CP3 and him out there, or him and Harden out there, and they and sit Harden and they sit the, the other too. guy. And man, Harden could set people up wide open. And once Melo starts getting into a form, it's going down, man. I'm ex- very excited about this. Yeah. I'm going to really try to put forth some time into watching basketball. Corinne is going to just hate me even more. Because now it's football season, it's basketball. There's no time for <laughs> any the good doctor. I know. And uh, this is us scandal. and all that other scandal and NBA all that other stuff. NBA is my second favorite sport. I love basketball. Yeah, I, I agree. I just started becoming a really big fan of basketball. Yeah. We got to start watching basketball more, us guys. What I love about basketball, the games start at a normal time. Yeah. They start at 7. Great. I can actually watch some basketball games before they I go to sleep. They they did they switch that this year? They made it earlier at the time? No, it's always oh. it's always been seven. I think it was the NFL but Monday Night Football they started earlier, something like that. But whatever maybe who you got? MVP of the year. Early prediction. MVP. I'm gonna go Kyrie Irving. Wow. I think he has a huge year. Mm-hmm. Frank, what do you got? MVP. Um, I got Steph Curry. I think he bounces back and has a one of those ridiculous three point years. Okay. And gets it done. I think it's the king. I think it's King James. I think in L.A. he just has more, like, uh, f- I don't know if it's freedom, but he's got more guys. He's going to get, I think his assists go up. I think his rebounds go up and his points drop slightly. I'm interesting to see slightly, his role this year. But though, not, yeah, but not much. I think James wins MVP up in L.A. But second, I think I think Kyrie is right there because he's going to be tremendous this year. Um, so I, I, I pick James. I like that we all pick different guys. So, um, all right, here we go. Could we go? I, I got a couple of things real quick. What you got? I just want to – I know we don't really touch on this real quick. I just thought it was very interesting. Mm-hmm. I was talking to you guys – I know I was talking to you about it, Mike, but Clemson, college football we're going to go yeah. to real quick. Yeah. Uh, Clemson benched their, their starting quarterback, Chris Bryant, yeah. who was their quarterback for them <sighs> last year in the national championship game. They ended up benching him for a freshman. Didn't Alabama do that a couple of years ago? Well, that was last year. When uh, Jalen Hurts, they right? Jalen Hurts, they they benched him for the quarterback that's there now, and they kind of been rotating Tua. this year. Yeah. Tua, yeah. But Clemson ended up benching Chris Bryant, and he's like, "I'm out. See you later." I guess there's a rule in college football if they if before week five you're allowed to transfer, and and mm-hmm. and if you do that, then you have to redshirt. And there's like a stipulation, like I don't know how it works if you lose a year eligibility. Yeah. Eligibility. Thank yeah. you, guys. You guys are bailing me out tonight. No problem. It's been a long day. But uh, so I don't, I don't know if he's going to lose a year, but they ended up benching him. So he's like, I'm out. I'm transferring. Doesn't even show up to the team anymore. This past weekend, Clemson played Syracuse. 
uh, the the starting quarterback's a freshman that that took over, playing good. Then he took a huge hit, got ripped, and was was taken out of the game. All Clemson had on the bench were two other freshman quarterbacks that are very new to the system, and they and the Clemson almost lost this game to Syracuse. Now, how stupid do you think that was? I love when stuff like that happens to to organizations. Like, (laughs) what are are you thinking? (laughs) Like, Chris Bryant is not a bad quarterback. He took you to a national championship game. I believe so. I I have to double-check that. I think – wasn't Clemson and Alabama in the national championship game last year? Was it those two? Yeah, but I think he led them there two years. Didn't he lead them there? I don't know when it was, but I know he – I mean, he's not a bad quarterback. So, Mm -hmm. I, I I just found it funny. That they, they bench this kid, he transfers, the quarterback they put in ends up getting hurt. They almost lose a game. They're Crazy. ranked second in the country. You know, like, what are you doing making a move like that? I think something else had to have happened there. I was saying this at, at Johnny's party, ex- excuse me, this weekend, that, like, I think something else had to happen. Like, either he wasn't showing up to practice, they had a disagreement. How do you go from a guy who's been playing that good to being like, well, we don't, we're gonna go with this other guy. Something had to happen. Yeah. But now I think with him coming back there, like I said, I think it's important for teams, organizations, and I think it's important for people in general. <laughs> Practice what you preach, Mike. Is you know figuring things out. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, okay, don't burn bridges. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like, okay, we, you know, we had a disagreement here. Things didn't work out great, but let's figure this out going forward so we don't make this situation worse. Like but we said, thing. If, he, if he wasn't showing up to practice or something else was going on, bench him for a half. Right. Do something right, like that. Right. You know, like don't be like, all right, we're naming this guy the starter. No, yeah. You're on the, like, you're. But whatever. he's also got to be resilient. He's yes. got to be like, all right, listen, they're going to put this guy in. Okay, let's see what this guy can do. Just like Le'Veon Bell. Like, oh, okay, you think James Conner's the man? Go ahead. Let him, be, let him go out there and see what happens. And listen, just like Des Bryant did, like, oh, okay, Cowboys, you don't want to, you know, give me less money. You don't even want to talk about it. You just want to drop me. Okay, see what happens when you go out there. And now what? Now this guy's like, oh, I want to play for the Cowboys. I only want to play for the Cowboys again, he just said the other day, if I could have my choice. And I guarantee the Cowboys are going to be like, oh, you know what? People got to think about that stuff more. So I, I give this kid a shout out, man. But I think he's got to develop a little more resiliency in the sense of like, all right, let this kid go out there. Let them see what he could do. And then I'll step back That's in a good way when it's my turn it. again. That's Get that point. Baker Mayfield mentality. That's all right, the thing that I'm, I'm saying. I'm going to earn it. Like even with Des, like say the Cowboys, instead of doing what they did and just dropping him, maybe talk to him, tried to get him to take less money or even said like, listen, we just financially can't figure this out right now. Now – at this situation, maybe Des would go back there. Right. You know? Yeah. Maybe like, that conversation yeah. would be a lot easier if, if it didn't end on bad terms. You don't yeah. have Listen, to just cut people out like it that. It didn't right. end on bad terms. What was it? Two weeks ago, Des Bryant's up in the box He's with the Jerry bur- Jones yeah, during at the Jay-Z a concert. Beyonce concert. Listen, right well, there. it's all business at the end of the day. Yes. Well, that's what people are going to say that listen to our podcast. They're going to be like, it can't be that easy, fellas. You can't mend things. It's a business. Yeah, I get it. Listen. I ran a business. My family ran a business for years, a deli, successful for a long time. You can't just be yelling at employees and firing employees because things don't work out like that. You know, it's happened before in a situation like this. Oh, we just fought. We, someone didn't show whatever, whatever it may be. But it, ne- it shouldn't have been done like that. And for the most part, we handle people the right way. And businesses should handle their employees the right way. They don't. And it's not happened enough. And that's going to be people's thing. It's a business. It's a business that's not life. 
Well, listen, when does it end? Listen, the Patriots have a pretty good way of doing it. Either do it our way or they or you leave. That works for them, but it doesn't work for anybody else. People are, people in teams got to start figuring this out a little bit better. Like, yo, let's talk about this. Let's work this out. We need you. And then, you know, make this work. Because if not, these situations happen. And yeah. then now the guy's got to come back. So another – I just want to touch on another – College thing. Mm-hmm. This last this past weekend, Penn State took on Ohio State at Beaver Stadium in Happy yeah. Valley. Yeah, whiteout, great, great atmosphere. I, I've been to a whiteout game. I've been to Penn State a million times for games. Word, me too. Unbelievable out there. But they're playing Ohio State. They're up by twelve points with eight minutes left in that game. Now, do you think Penn State just couldn't close it out, or do you think Ohio State? Is just that good where they could come back from a twelve point deficit and end up winning the game at the end? They didn't. They didn't do the right thing. Penn State didn't do the right thing, in my opinion. Yes, I that, mean that, they can't tackle. That, so that's oh, a real issue. Unbelievable. That that tackling at the end of that game was yeah. horrible. Were they cl- tackling with their eyes closed? That was unreal. And then the last play call for Penn State. I think it was fourth and five, and yeah. you run like a draw, well, not even draw play. You run a shotgun power play with your running back and get stuffed in the background. Why are you not letting Trace McSorley take that ball and be I think he had two hundred rushing yards in this game. He had a crazy unbelievable crazy game. stat and, game, and, man. And James Franklin preached and he loves this guy. He mm. talks so so many great things about Trace McSorley. So why didn't you let him take the ball on the last play of the game and try to make something happen? Either you, you he tries to pass it for the first down or he takes off and run. I, I mm. don't agree with that last play call at all. Well, I agree with Frank. I think the tackling was terrible towards the end there. But I think it was just like, I think from their perspective, obviously I don't know this, but like it's like, okay, we need his first down. They think we're going to do this. They think we're going to either run the the uh, know, the run or pass option with McSorley. Let's hand it off. Let's throw him off because we've been running this all game. Let's, let's run a different move. I don't agree with it. Listen, they were I think that maybe, maybe they were coming from with it. It's like, all right, let's throw them off and let's run the draw, whatever, whatever they, the power they ran, whatever it Listen, was. They overthought it. I agree. I agree overthought with you. It. I think but they overthought. I know Ohio they overthought State it. Ohio like State was going to bring the heat from the jump anyway because they were going to try to get pressure on McSorley to try to make a bad throw or take Beal to tackle him in the backfield. So they were going to come with with the pressure. So I, I, I don't know. I just think they, they overthought that a lot. Did you guys hear the, the what what James Franklin said at the end of the game during his uh? Post-game yeah, conference. He, I mean, he, he took – I think that's how you have to handle that situation. I agree. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I agreed with him. He was saying, you know, Penn State's a great program. They're a great team. But they can't be great anymore. They have to be elite. They that's have right. to be able to play better that's right. and play and compete with these elite teams like Ohio State, Alabama. And I, you know what? I, and I kind of like that. He, like he, and he said, him, I promise you yep. we will get there. And let's they go. could. And I think, he's a, I think he's a no great excuses. coach. Yes. I love it. I love it. All right, y'all. Let's make our picks and let's make our bro predictions and let's wrap up the Saquon Barkley episode. What do we got here? Um, I'm going to make my picks for the week, this week so far first. Let me jump it up. My record is terrible. <laughs> I think I got two wins or something like that. But You're two and ten. Two and ten. But listen, once again, we're, we're, we're playing with the um, – what's it called, Rich? The spread. The spread. We're picking them with the spread. So here we go. I got Green Bay – over Detroit, Green Bay is giving a point and a half. 
but I'm going to go with Green Bay. Green Bay over Detroit. Green Bay giving a point and a half. I got um, Denver beating the Jets. I got Denver giving. No, they're actually getting a point and a half. Oh, they're getting a point crazy. and a half, right. But I think they're only getting that because the Jets are home. Okay, good. I'll take Denver over the Jets getting a point and a half. And what was my other one there that I really wanted to go with? Dang it. <laughs> Is this a different thing than I had before? No, that's the same one. No. Who did I pick so far? Green Bay. And Denver. Over Detroit. Denver over the Jets. It's a late night, yeah. Dang. Oh, and I'm going to go Washington getting six and a half. Because I think New Orleans, they let teams in on games. And I just think six and a half is a little too much. So I think I could win that one. So I got Washington getting six and a half over New Orleans. I got Denver getting a point and a half over the Jets. And I got Green Bay giving a point and a half to Detroit. What All you, right. What you got, Frank? I got Atlanta over Pittsburgh. They're getting three and a half. I got Tennessee over Buffalo. They're giving three and a half. And I'm going with the boys. Let's they got go. me my only win last week. Let's go. <laughs> so I got I to gotta keep it going. Yes. Getting three and a half over Houston. Wait. What you got, Rich? All right, I'll give you Ant's picks. Okay. He, he sent them over Ant's to us picks. again because he couldn't make it tonight. Ant's Shout going Ant. with the Panthers, who's given seven and a half to the Giants. All right. Ant's going with the Rams, who are given seven and a half. Who are the Rams playing? I'll get you that. The Rams are playing the Rams. The Rams. <laughs> they're playing Seattle. Okay. At Seattle. They're giving, the Rams are giving Seattle seven and a half. Jeez. And then he's going with the Steelers, who are giving three and a half to the Falcons. Okay. Okay. All right, let's make our bold I predictions. Got, hold on. Okay. I got my, oh, right, 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 right. I'm, I got the Chiefs this week giving three and a half. Oof. I got the Bengals this week giving five and a half. And I got the Broncos that are getting a point and a half. Okay. Those are my picks for this week. Okay. I got to get a couple wins on y'all, man. I have a question before we get to our bold prediction. What's the question? Who is the MVP through the first four weeks of the NFL season? Khalil Mack. Wow, that's a good wow. one. I'm going Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Fair enough. That's a good one. I think I'm going to have to agree with Frank right now. Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. I'm okay. going to go with this. He's been lights out, electrifying. What he's doing with that team is unreal. So I, I'm going to go with him for the first four games. Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> okay. No, I agree. Totally. But I'm going Khalil Mack. The Mack. The Mack is back. I never left, really. All right. Bold predictions. I got my one so far. I say that my man, Julio Jones, finally gets in the end zone. <laughs> now that's a bold prediction. <laughs> three three TDs, what? 140 yards receiving, three TDs on the Steelers. He's catching 100% possible. Boom, boom, boom. He's catching three TDs, 150 yards. I love it. Love it, Julio Jones. What do y'all got before? I, I got to think of what my other one is. I wrote it down. We'll, in my we'll each give one. We'll just go back and okay, forth. Okay, go ahead. You want to go, Frank? You, you want me to go? Um, I got Odell Beckham Jr. Okay. 120 okay. yards, two touchdowns. Wow. I think they've been talking a lot about how they're not getting the ball past 20 yards, and Eli finds a way to stand in the pocket and let it rip a little bit. Mm. And I think I think they, they find Odell before he starts complaining like a little baby. Talk. Well, he already did. <laughs> he, 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 well, had an he, did he didn't complain, though. He, 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 he did it the right way. When he had an interview with Lil Wayne and uh, what's your name? Uh, I Why? So shout out to Kyle Shanahan. I forgot to bring this up last week. Uh, you know he named his son after Little Wayne because he's such a huge fan. Oh my! His gosh. son's name is Carter. 
<sighs> Pretty interesting. All right, wait, why not? Yeah, listen, I'd like a little Wayne, man. I'll tell you right now. But what you got, Rich? I'm going to go with the man who I think is going to be the MVP this year, but he's proven me wrong. I think we should put him on a no-respect list. Well, not really. He's been playing good, but not MVP caliber. I think Aaron Rodgers throws for 400 yards this week. Against Detroit. Against Detroit. Okay. All right. And my second one is I'm going to stick in that game. My man, Carrion Johnson, finally was a 100-yards rusher after it took that many five seasons, five years or whatever it was before the Detroit got a 100-yard rusher. I think Carrion Johnson comes back, except he increases it to 150 yards rushing. Wow. Another one and two TDs. I think he has a huge game against Green Bay. So I got... My first one, Julio Jones, three touchdowns, 140, 150 yards around there, receiving big game out of Julio against Pittsburgh, and carry on Johnson, 150, and two TDs against the Green Bay Packers. What's your second one, Frank? I got Jameis Winston. Oh, look at this. Four picks. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to (laughs) say, negative four (laughs) yards, no touchdowns, and out before halftime. I thought I, I thought you were going to give him some props there. <laughs> That's not a bold prediction. <laughs> but it is. I want to like see what you guys think of this one. What you got, Rich? I think Patrick Mahomes yep. is going to have four touchdowns over like to all together. Right. Either if it's three passing, one rushing, two passing, two rushing against the Jacksonville's defense. Whoa. Wow. Is that okay. a bold prediction? Is that good enough? I like that. I like four, that. Four, four touchdowns total for Patrick Mahomes oh, yeah. this week. Oh, yeah. I got I got another fun one if I can. What you got? I think Clay Matthews, full game, no rushing passer penalties. <laughs> yeah, Did definitely. he get one again last week? I don't yeah, he think got, so. He has one every week. Every <laughs> week he has one. It is crazy. We got anything else to say? Yeah, I got I got something. What you got? We got to take Joe Flacco off that no respect list. Got to take Joe Flacco off the no respect list. Agreed. I have 100%. the no respect list right here. Let's just run through the list. New York Giants. Still on? Keep him on. Yeah. All right. Derrick Henry. Keep him on. Joe Flacco. Take off. him off. All right. Joe Flacco's off. John Gruden. Keep him on. At least in my For opinion. Now. For now. I, I yeah. agree. Leonard Fournette. Still on. Him and his hamstring, right? Still on, yeah. Keep him and his hamstring yeah, let's on that list. <laughs> let's stick there for one second. I traded Deshaun Jackson and James White, James White for Leonard Fournette. What do you guys quickly think about that? Don't waste too much time I on it. I think you gave up too much. And okay. You, and you stole Leonard Fournette from me. Okay. I'm just kidding. Now, I, I, I think that's a good trade overall. I think in the long run, see, I have him in another league, Fournette. I think he's going to have... In the later se- in the later part of the season, he's gonna. That's when he's really gonna start shining. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. what you were. And that's what I did I th- it for. Yeah, that's what you were going for. Yeah. So I think I had too many trade. Patriots on that team. To be I honest with kept you, white, but I think Deshaun Jackson's gonna, is on the downhill now that Winston's back. Maybe, and I think Even James White like, evens out. I didn't know he was gonna do that, I, but I think he he's been playing great over these games. And I wish I could have kept him, but I had to give up something for him. The guy ne- Dominic needed a, a running back, and I was like, "Yo, if Fournette comes back." I could possibly, by week 10, if I could survive there for the next 10 on, for the next seven games, have Fournette healthy, Bell healthy, Joe Mixon healthy. That's a nice squad. Yeah, so that's what I was looking forward to. But, okay, what else we got? Deshaun McCoy. Still on. Houston Texans. Still on. Still on. They got their first win last week. They did, but they're still on. I agree. Field goal kickers. Still on. They have to prove it this week. They're easing their way off a little bit. They're getting there. They're They're not missing as many. They're getting there. 
the Cowboys, Dak Prescott. They're still on. They got to be still on. We we had to give Flacco one more week, remember? So, so we'll yeah, do the I same agree. thing for the same Cowboys. Cowboys get one more week. Same thing for the Cowboys and Dak. If Dak yep, has another yep. week over 200, maybe we'll take them off. Yep. The Vikings defense. We'll find out. Yeah, they, they got they to prove us this week. That's this approving week for them. Against the Eagles, big game. All right, is there anyone we want to put on this list? Um, hmm. Yeah. Who? The Cleveland Browns for getting rid of Flash Gordon right at the time when your organization's coming up. <laughs> you dummies. That's, they're just mad. They're for just mad no reason. Up. You can't throw them on the wrist. Just, I'm mad, too. That's a bad move. But, hey, listen. And, and also the Cleveland Browns for giving, them, giving him to the Patriots. <laughs> like, you yeah, could have gave him to anybody fan. else. Now you're a Patriot fan. That's why. You're going to have a Patriot jersey <laughs> at some point here. It's going to be great. So we yeah. don't think anyone else should be added or taken off. I don't Tom think. Brady for not giving Josh Gordon his number. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm trying to think of anybody who yeah, I don't like, disappointed me. I was like, what is going on here, man? Oh, um, real quick. I, I believe that tomorrow, I know we went through this whole episode without talking about a baseball game, and it's like, it's like prime time for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but we're we're planning on doing a middle of the week full baseball podcast with our baseball analyst Pat. Yes. We're gonna record it tomorrow and possibly release it Monday or Tuesday. Uh huh. So, uh, if you're wondering why we haven't talked about any of that, that's that's the reason. That's coming up. That's and to my to my boss, that says that he won't listen to the podcast because we don't talk enough about hockey. We're Ooh. still not talking about hockey. That's tough. Correct. We, we, are we gotta so get Kramer. We gotta so get Dennis that. Kramer on. We gotta get a hockey guy on because hockey's a whole nother ball game. Man. Unless he wants to come on, holla at his boss, man. Yeah, he actually lives in Pennsylvania. Holla All at right. his boss, man. We gotta get something on. But yo, big week, great weekend to come. A lot of fights. Really happy. We got this Saquon Barkley episode. And Rich, you got anything else you want to throw in there? No, I think we're good. I was gonna ask you guys just who you think is the top five teams in the NFL right now. Okay, do you want to go quick. through that real yeah, quick? Could, we'll, yeah, we, we can roll. We got a couple of extra minutes here. I think it is. I don't. I don't really have an order. I don't think in my head, but I would go with the Rams. I would go with the Chiefs. I would go with the Ravens at three. At right around there. I don't know if exactly this is where it's at though. But um, Rams, Chiefs, Ravens, Jaguars. And Patriots. Wow. That's my top five. I got the Rams. This is in order we're doing this, right? Yeah, not if, you, if you want to. I got the Rams. I got the Texans. Really? I got the Chiefs. The Houston the Texans? Texans? They're one and three. This is my list. No, you no, no, not the Texans. The... the uh, Titans. Titans. Oh, okay. My all bad. right. All my right. Bad. No problem. We Thank just you. put them on the no respect <laughs> list. <laughs> all right. You screwed me all up here. Yeah. So Rams, Rams Titans, 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 Chiefs, Ravens, Bears. Wow. Oh, I forgot the Bears. All right. I like that. Wow. All right. So I'm loving this Baltimore Ravens love, though. Both on, they're both on your list. Yo, I'm going to take off the Jaguars. Okay. And I'm going to put the Bears on. I agree. I forgot about the Bears. I think the Bears and the Jaguars are right there, but that's I, I think it. Rams, Chiefs, um, Bears, Patriots, Ravens. So that's your Some, order. Somewhere around there. I don't, th- right, I don't necessarily have an order, order, but that's no. your five yeah. top yeah. teams. Yeah, I don't really order. know that that's my order either. Yeah, I don't know. I, I can't. Rather. That's too much. I know that bad. the Rams are number one. 
Yeah. Also, I know that. Yes. Rams and Chiefs are one and two. Okay. I'm going to go to Ravens at three. Okay. I'm going to go to Jags at four. And I got to give some respect to the Cincinnati Bengals right now. They okay. beat the Ravens. That's their only loss this year. When I have the Ravens ranked third, they're playing lights out. They're three and one as well. They just beat the Falcons. So we'll, we'll see. The Bengals are a tough squad. They always fall apart at some point. So we'll see if they can keep it up. So right now they're on the outside of my t- – well, they're right – you know, they're, they're ranked fifth so right now. So that's my top five. Wow. I like it, man. I like it. Episode 26, Respect the Chat Podcast. For all y'all out there that like hip-hop, check out my man Logic's new album, Young Sinatra 4. Ooh, that is heat, boy. That is heat Yo, right I told there. you guys about Logic. Logic is where it's at. Check that out. Lil Wayne got a new album out. Check Lil Wayne out. It ain't better than Logic, but definitely check my mans out. Um, this is episode 26. Respect the chat. Saquon Barkley episode. Signing out, y'all. Peace.